Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, everyone. It's Eden Christopher here from the Statutory Insurance Group at McCabe Kerwood. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about the CTP indemnity and what is and is not a motor vehicle accident. I've asked Ash, my paralegal, and Bethany, our law graduate here at McCabe Kerwood, to help us out. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we've each picked out a case, an interesting one, and we're going to try and talk about or quiz each other about what we think is a motor vehicle accident and what falls within the definition of Section 3A under the Motor Accidents Compensation Act. So I'll just quickly read out Section 3A. This act only applies in respect of death of or injury to a person that is caused by the fault of the owner or driver of a motor vehicle in the use or operation of the vehicle and only if the death or injury is a result of and is caused during, one, the driving of the vehicle, or two, a collision or action taken to avoid a collision, or three, the vehicle's running out of control, or four, a dangerous situation caused by the driving of the vehicle a collision or action taken to avoid a collision with the vehicle or the vehicle running out of control. So I'd probably suggest that if you're following along with this that you'd read Section 3A because it's a lot to take in. But now we'll go to our first case. How about you start, Bethany? Yeah, sure. So first case is A&P General Insurance and Cull. So in this matter, we had two people with their cars, with their bonnets open and some jumper leads attached. There was a few little issues with one of the cars and they were trying to decide what the problem was. Someone, the claimant in this instance, came along and suggested perhaps the fan belt should be moved just a millimetre and that might just solve all the problems. Um, Classic fan belt. (laughs) The claimant then proceeds to put his hand into the car and move the fan belt, but in the meantime, one of the the defendants turns the ignition of the car on. What? Um, As you can imagine, the claimant's hand suffered a bit of an injury. But the question was, was this as a result and caused during the driving of a vehicle or as a result of and caused during a collision with the vehicle? What do you guys think? I don't think it's a motor vehicle accident. That's just my opinion. What do you reckon, Ash? I question why he was turning on the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Have a valid point. However, it was found that an injury caused to the claimant's hand by a driver turning on the ignition whilst the claimant was adjusting the fan belt of the vehicle was not a result of and caused during the driving of the vehicle within the meaning of the definition of injury in Section 3 of um, the Motor Accidents Compensation Act. And such an injury was also not a result of and caused during a collision with the vehicle. In fact, it was found that the turning of the ignition wasn't going to result in the car being able to drive away given the fact that the bonnet was still up and jump leads attached. Okay, so focus on locomotion or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll do my case next. This one is uh, basically a claimant's riding along a horse or riding on a horse along the road. A car drives by and it's alleged that the car was speeding and the speeding caused the horse to get startled and then the claimant was kicked off the horse essentially and hurt themselves. Now, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that's a motor vehicle accident or do you need more facts or what do you think? Well, I think it depends what the vehicle is doing, like speeding, like is it revving, like what's happening? Mm. What do you think, Ash? I'll side with Bethany on this one. 
But yeah, okay. what, was there anything out of the ordinary or was there anything that the driver was doing that was excessive? <laughs> beeping their horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't beeping his horn. But the primary judge found that the driver was liable. So the primary judge found that the speeding of the vehicle caused the horse to be startled, caused the injury. However, the Court of Appeal said, oh, they were, first of all, they had issues with the fact that how could they draw the causal connection between the speeding of a vehicle and the startling of the horse? The Court of Appeal just said there was not a strong enough connection. And their exact wording was that the use of the operation of the vehicle has to have a very substantial causative role in the accident to fall within the definition of Section 3A. And I think your comments are correct. Like, like, were they beeping? Were they making excessive noise? Were they revving whilst knowing that somebody was on a horse on the side of the road? So I think your comments are very pertinent there all. Good stuff. Look yeah. at us go. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, what about your case? All right. So this is the case of Leach against the nominal defendant. So Leach was rear-ended by the nominal defendant. While the nominal defendant decided to drive away, he began firing shots, which resulted in, or Leach was hit by one of the shots. Is that a motor vehicle accident? Oh, wow. Yeah, drive-by shooting. Yeah, I recall this case, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Like, the car's not shooting bullets, is it? Is what about the, the rear-end collision? That was a rear-end collision. Yeah. Well, that's definitely issues <laughs> But, yeah, so what we're talking about, the gunshots. So yeah. was the injury caused by the gunshot of part of the motor vehicle accident? Yeah, as a result of the motor vehicle accident. Okay. Well, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the car did that. <laughs> the car is innocent. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're correct. Uh, it was held that an injury caused by a drive-by shooting from a vehicle does not engage Section 3A because the proximate cause of the injury has nothing to do with the use or operation of the vehicle. So it was held that the nominal defendant's actions, which was the firing of the gunshots, were independent from the motor vehicle accident. There you go. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, great couple of cases there guys all good interesting ones thanks for coming in thanks for helping us out no dramas thanks easy thank you for tuning in to this episode of the proper lookout podcast we hope you enjoyed it for more information on anything discussed please contact peter hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see mccabecurwood's full team of specialists